In yesterday's reading of the King of Ireland's Son, we heard a lot of stories about the coming of the King of the Cats. I wonder what the significance is of the King of the Cats in this story. For some reason, Art really believes that the King of Ireland's Son needs to hear all about the King of the Cats. So today, boys and girls, in our next chapter of The King of Ireland's Son, we learn a little bit more about this mysterious creature. By the magic powers they possessed, it was made known to all the cats in the country that their king was being pursued by the hounds. Then, on every hearthstone, a cat howled. Cats sprang to the doors, overturning cradles upon children. They stood upon the thresholds, and they all made the same curse. That ye may break your backs, that ye may break your backs, before ye catch the king of the cats. When he heard the howls of his vassals, retainers and subjects, the king of the cats turned over on his back and clawed at the first hound that came after him. Then he stood up. So firmly did he set himself on his four legs that those that dashed at him did not overthrow him. He arched his body and lifted his forepaws, and the hounds held back. A horn sounded, and that gave them an excuse to get away from the claws and the teeth, the power and the animosity of the king of the cats. Then, even though it might cost each and every one of them the loss of an eye, the cats that had sight of him came running up. We will go with you, my lord. We will help you, my lord. They all cried together. Go back to your hearthstones, said the king of the cats. Go back and be civil and quiet again in the houses. You will hear of my deeds. I go to find the track of our enemy, the Eagle Emperor. When they heard that announcement, the cats lamented, and the noise of their lamentation was so dreadful that horses broke their harnesses where they were yoked. Men and women lost the color in their faces, thinking some dreadful visitation was coming on the land. Every bag of oats and rye turned five times to the right and then five times to the left with the fright it got. Dishes were broken, knives were hurled round, and the king's castle was shaken to the bottom stone. It is not the time to seek the tracks of the eagle emperor, said Quick to Grab. Stay for a while longer in men's houses. Never, said the king of the cats, Never will I stay by the hearthstone and submit to be abused by cocks and hounds and people. I will range the world openly now and seek out the enemy of the cat kind, the Eagle Emperor. Without once turning his back, he went toward the wood that was filled with his enemies, the birds. The cats, when they saw their petitions were no use, went everyone back to the house where he or she stayed. Each one sat before a mouse hole and pretended to be watching. But though mice stirred all around them, the cats of Ireland never turned ahead that night. It was the wren 
the smallest of birds, that saw him and knew him for the king of cats. The little wren threw, flew through the wood to summon the hawk clan. But it was toward sunset now, and the hawks had taken up their stations at the edge of the wood to watch that they might pick up the farmer's chickens. They wouldn't turn an eye when the wren told them that a cat was in the wood during the time forbidden to cats to be outside of the houses of men. It is the king of cats, said the wren. None of the hawks lifted a wing. They were waiting for chickens that would stray about the moment after sunset. But if the wren couldn't rouse the hawk clan, she was able to rouse the other bird tribes. A cat, a cat, on your lives, a cat, she called out as she flew through the wood. The rooks that were going home now rose above the trees, cawing threats. The blackbirds, thrushes, and jays screamed as they flew before the king of the cats. The woodpeckers, hedge sparrows, tomtits, robins, and linnets chattered as they flew behind him. Sometimes the young rooks made a great show of attacking him. They flew down from their flock. He is here, here, here. They cawed and flew up again. The rooks kept telling themselves and the other birds in the wood what they were going to do with the king of the cats. But a single raven did more against him than thousands of rooks that made so much noise. For this one raven was in a hole in the tree. She struck the king of the cats on the head with her beak as he went past. The king of the cats was annoyed by the uproar the birds were making, and he was angered by the raven's stroke. But he did not want to enter into a battle with birds. He was on his way to the house of the hag of the wood, who was then known as the hag of the ashes. Now, as this is the first time you have heard of the hag of the ashes, I'll have to tell you how the king of the cats had heard of her and how he knew where her house was in the wood. Well, the next day, the king of Ireland's son put a bridle on the slight red steed and rode toward it the east again. He saw the blue falcon and he followed where it flew. Over bends and through glens and across mountains and moors, the blue falcon went and the slight red steed neither swerved nor stumbled, but went as the bird flew. The falcon lighted on a pine tree that grew alone. The king's son rode up and put his hands to the tree to climb and put his head against it. And as he did, he heard speech from the tree. The stroke of the sword of light will slay the king of the land of mist. And the stroke of the sword of light that will cut a tress of her hair will awaken Fidelma. There was no more speech from the tree and the falcon rose from its branches and flew high into the air. Then the king of Ireland's son rode back toward his father's castle. He went to the meadow and stood with Art and listened to what Art had to tell him. And as before, the king's steward began. To your father's son, and in all truth, be told. Quick to grab had said to the king of the cats, if you ever need the counsel of a human being, go to no one else but the hag of ashes, 
who was called the Hag of the Wood. In the very center of the wood, four ash trees are drawn together at the tops. Wattles are woven round these ash trees. And in the little house, made in this way, the hag of the ashes lives, with no one near her since her nine daughters went away, but her goat that is her only friend. The king of the cats was now in the center of the wood. He saw four ash trees drawn together at the tops, and he jumped to them. Now, the hag of the ashes had a bad neighbor. This was a crane that had built her nest across the roof of the little house. The nest prevented the smoke from coming out of the top, and the house below was filled with it. The hag could hardly keep alive on account of the smoke, and she could neither take away the nest nor banish the bird. The crane was there when the king of the cats sprang on the roof. She was sitting with her two legs stretched out, and when the king of the cats came down beside her, she slipped away and sailed over the trees. Time for me to be going, said the crane. And from that day to this, she never came back to the house of the hag of the ashes. Oh, thanks to you, good creature, said the hag of ashes, coming out of the house. Tear down her nest now and let the smoke rise up through the roof. The king of the cats tore up the sticks and wool that the crane's nest was made of, and the smoke came up through the top of the house. Oh, thanks to you, good creature, that has destroyed the cross crane's nest. Come down on my floor now, and I'll do everything that I can to serve you. On this, the king of the cats jumped down on the floor of the hag's house and saw the hag of ashes sitting in a corner. She was little a little woman in a gray cloak. All over the floor were ashes in heaps, for she used to light a fire in one corner, and when it was burnt out, she simply lit another beside the ashes of the first. The smoke had never gone through the hole in the roof since the crane had built her nest on top of the house, so her face was yellow with smoke, and her eyes half closed on account of it. Do you know who I am? Hag of ashes, said the king of the cats, when he stood on the floor. Why, you are a cat, honey, said the hag of ashes. I am the king of cats. The king of cats you are indeed, and it was you who let the smoke out of the top of my little house by destroying the nest of the cross crane. It was I who did that. Welcome to you then, king of the cats. And what service can the Hag of Ashes do for you in return? I would go to where the Eagle Emperor is. You must show me the way. By my cloak, I will do that. The Eagle Emperor lives at the top of the Hill of Horns. And how can I get to the top of the Hill of Horns? I don't know how you can get there at all. All over the hill is bare starvation. No four-footed thing can reach the top. No four-footed thing, I mean, but my goat. That's tied to the hawthorn bush outside. Then I will ride on the back of your goat to the top of the hill of horns. No, no, no. Good king of the cats. I have only my goat for company. And how could I bear to be parted from him? Lend me your goat, and when I come back from the hill of horns, I will plate his horns with gold and shoe his hooves with silver.
No, 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 good king of the cats. How could I bear my goat be away from me, and I having no other company? Well, if you do not let me ride on your goat to the top of the hill of horns, I will leave a sign on your house that will bring the cross crane back to build her nest on top of it again. Alas, then take my goat, king of the cats. Take my goat, but let him come back to me soon. I will. Come with me now and bid him take me to the top of the hill of horns. The king of the cats marched out of the house, and the hag of ashes hobbled after him. The goat was lying under the hawthorn bush. He put his horns to the ground when they came up to him. Will you go to the hill of horns? asked the hag of ashes. Indeed, that I will not do, said the goat. Oh, the soft tops of the hedges on the way to the hill of horns. Sweet in the mouth of a goat they should be, said the hag of ashes. But my own poor goat wants to stay here and eat the tops of the burnt up thistles. Well, why didn't you tell me of the hedges on the way to the hill of horns before, said the goat, rising to his feet. To the hill of horns I'll go. And will you let a cat ride on your back to the hill of horns? Indeed, I will not do that. Well, then, my poor goat, I'll not untie the rope that's round your neck, for you can't go to the hill of horns without this cat riding on your back. Let him sit on my back, then, and hold my horns, and I'll take no notice of him. The hag of ashes untied the rope that was round his neck. The king of the cats jumped up on the goat's back, and they started off on the path through the wood. Oh, how I will miss my goat, until he comes back to me with gold on his horns and silver on his hooves. The hag of ashes cried as they left.